This episode is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. It's a powerful mobile app and web tool that lets you record a podcast anywhere and distribute it everywhere. It's great whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out. And it's 100% free. Anchor provides creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. You can record your show straight onto Anchor on your phone, iPad, or the web and use any mic you want. Record alone, with friends, or co-host anywhere in the world. Plus, your listeners can send you voice messages that you can then incorporate right into your episode. If you want to produce your show using another app, you can upload your own audio directly from web or mobile and still take advantage of Anchor's totally free podcast hosting. Here at Anchor, they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. So your listeners can choose where they want to hear your show. Really don't need a recording studio, expensive equipment, or a bunch of technical knowledge to deal with the podcast feed. Just get started and join the diverse community of podcasters already on Anchor. Download the Anchor app available on the App Store and Google Play, or go to anchor.fm on your desktop to get started. Hi, and welcome to Jia Time with UVSA Ontario, uh, where we sit down and we talk about the Vietnamese culture and Vietnamese lifestyle. So, uh, my name is Tiffany, and I'm the external vice president. And I'm Jennifer, and I'm one of the co-presidents. And my name is Will, and I'm the vice president of finances. And today's topic is about how we navigate through our dual identity as a Vietnamese Canadian. What struggle do you have growing up as Vietnamese Canadian? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I... I feel like the go-to answer is that oh, I like I didn't want to be Vietnamese like ever, but I think I've always loved being Vietnamese, and I think like my, I have my parents to thank for that. Uh, they sent me to Vietnamese school. They like really love being Vietnamese, and so for me, I just like didn't understand why other people didn't really accept that. Like it in in that like they would always ask me like what I had in my lunch, and they just or they would just like slowly back away. I just didn't understand. It, it wasn't that I didn't. I think that was the primary struggle. It's like trying to explain how important it was to me, mm. even though I was so young. Right, right. Yeah. And I think I can really relate to that too, especially because like when you're attending school and it's just like you have like kind of an identity crisis when you're at home and when you're at school. Like for me, it was like out of love for my parents. Like I love my Vietnamese identity. I love learning about Vietnamese culture, eating Vietnamese food, um, like speaking Vietnamese to my parents and family. But then when I'm at school, it's kind of like I have to kind of like change that to kind of conform right. to like other people who may not be Vietnamese, like my other friends uh, who may not be like accustomed to the culture. Um, so for me, it was just like I wasn't sure like who I really was because I kept switching on and off. And it was just like I didn't really feel confident in that one part because I was I kept switching. So it was just like, who am I and what is life, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely resonate with what you were saying. Um, like at home, I try to be as Vietnamese as possible. Um, but at school, ate like sandwiches. Um, I didn't speak Viet at all. I remember one time growing up, um, my brother called me Ki, and then uh, my neighbors made fun of like, they're like, why, like, who are you calling? And yeah, um, they were like, you know, you should speak English here because everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, he has never called me that anymore. And yeah, I just never found a reason to like being Vietnamese because it was never like a great thing. Everyone talks about how great it is to be Chinese or like Japanese or Korean. Like there's great media presence in those um, Asian countries, but like, mm-hmm. what does Vietnam have to offer? Like, especially when we were growing up, like everything 
anyone ever talked about was the war. And yeah. As a child, like, how can you relate to something of that magnitude? What did you do to overcome those struggles? Um, I guess uh, I kind of realized or reconnected with my roots through VSA. So when I went off to university, I accidentally found the Vietnamese Student Association and they really took me in. And I, being around people who love being Vietnamese so much, you kind of, I don't know, I just felt like I really belong and they made me remember or like realize all the great things about being Vietnamese and about the culture that I missed growing up um, because my parents uh, worked a lot. So it's not like I was surrounded by um, the culture lifestyle. For me, it was like I had school from Monday to Friday and then Saturday was Vietnamese school. So I think I found that balance. When I was younger, I didn't really understand it, but as I grew older, like middle school, high right, school, right. I found friends there that like spoke Vietnamese, right? So it, it wasn't just at school, school, um, outside of school, well, at a different school. Um, yeah, there was also that aspect and I'm still really good friends with them today. So I think just having that balance between the two where you have peers in which you can relate and maybe explore other, like even if they weren't Vietnamese, you could explore like other cultures um, was really important to me. I think it was just balance for me. I feel like yeah. for me, like there was a lot of phases growing up where like I felt like I finally like was able to consolidate my identity as like a Vietnamese like youth growing up. Mm -hmm. But then I felt like it was like kind of an up and down kind of thing. Um, like for me, I don't know if you guys remember, but like remember that grade six and seven phase where you were like, oh, Asian pride, you know, AZN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh so, yeah. yeah, Asian baby girl. Exactly. So it's just like All I was Hotmail. Yeah, basically like. Wag. Mm, and I'm like little Taro Babuti at Hotmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that phase when I was like surrounded by like. Asian people and Asian friends, like I was really able to like consolidate my identity as like a person of Asian descent. But then I feel like as I grew up and like you know like puberty and high school and all that, it's just like oh like cringe, you know like that's let's just be normal now. Um, but yeah, I feel like for me like it all started recently when I finally like feel like I've actually like have an understanding of who I am now. Um, and it has to build off a lot of what Jen said too, like just meeting VSAs and meeting people that like. Um, have the same mindset mm -hmm. um, it's just learning a lot from them for me like I would say the main thing that kind of like opened my mind up about like Vietnamese culture was actually like the Ao Yai because um, before I joined VSA like someone in the community actually asked me to do Ao Yai modeling and like I was like oh no like Ao Yai like that's for girls like I'm not gonna wear that right, like right. that's like something you wear in Vietnam at weddings and stuff so it wasn't something I was really into mm -hmm. but you know like Vietnamese people and you like they're very stubborn so I couldn't get off hook for that I ended up having to do it um, and actually like it opened my eyes a lot because I felt like I learned so much more about our culture and the history behind it and so much mm -hmm. of the traditions um, and something so simple as the Ao Yai which is just like a garment there's so much history and so much culture significant cultural significance associated with it so it's just like I was able to realize that and it really opened my mind it really opened up my mind about Vietnamese culture and then after I joined VSA I felt like I already had the foundation and it just helped me like re-emphasize that and like build on top of it. Especially with working with youth now, right? Like yeah. people your own age? Mm -hmm. right. For sure. And like they go through the same struggles so it's just hearing like their story and hearing how like they grew from it really helps a lot to handle like your own like situation. And then well. it was really nice to realize that the struggles I had growing up were not alone, like I wasn't alone, I wasn't isolated yeah. in these struggles, like other people went through the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was also just really nice to be able to joke in a different language to other people and yeah. they understand, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yes. And I feel like like every day that like passed by, I feel like it's getting better and better. Mm -hmm. Especially like just like there's more opportunities available for you, especially now that like people are like of like our generation and like yeah. just the youth are getting older and they're getting they realize that like they want to give back to the community and help a lot of other people so they're creating a lot more opportunities for even younger people um, you know like teenagers um, like people much younger than us are already getting involved with like a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. so it's it's nice to see that like the problems we had seem to be not as bad yeah it's difficult it's like two different roles and do they ever mesh now they do but before it was it's hard. Separated. Yeah. yeah. I used to like whine all the time about going to Vietnamese school. I, I still do. <laughs> right? Like, I, and I didn't understand, but uh, yeah. In my retrospect, did. right? Yeah. 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 Um, and now, yeah, I have friendships, I have the language. Like, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm really grateful for that. And hopefully, like, we can pass all that on. Um, yeah. Can you share an experience that made you love your identity as Vietnamese Canadian? Um, For me, it actually happened really recently. So this November, oh. I actually um, I co-chaired um, an Aoyai Gala, and it was the first time I really saw like um, something that I saw the potential that I had as a Vietnamese youth in creating such an impact. Um, because it was not only to um, raise cultural awareness about the Aoyai and the history behind the Aoyai, but also it contributed to a greater cause, which was human trafficking. So I felt like there's a lot of things you can do as a youth. We, everyone has their potential and everyone has um, just has to unlock it, has to discover it for themselves. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I felt like, again, the Aoyai was like the main entryway for me to kind of discover who I am. Um, I know it sounds kind of cheesy. I don't own that many Aoyais, but like still, <laughs> like it actually like it helped a lot. And it was something so small. So I feel like everyone just has to kind of look for that little small thing that like they, love so much and they're so passionate about and it'll open like plenty of opportunities it opens so many doors so i just feel like as a youth like don't like underestimate yourself i feel like everyone has their own potential everyone has their own opportunities um so just like be open-minded be passionate and just keep looking kind of thing that's really inspiring will Thank wow you. <laughs> you are very well spoken for me let's see i um, I kind of started appreciating and wanted to do more for the community when um, I started researching about like the Vietnamese situation outside of Canada. So I uh, I was an intern for Senator Ngo. Um, I think it was in 2014, so that was like four years ago. Um, but it was my first year of university and so mm -hmm. I had like graduated from Vietnamese school and I was like, I don't know how to stay involved. Like um, there's so many more people at university and I didn't really seem to have any Vietnamese friends. So I applied for this internship, I got it and I, when we started researching about like the judicial system, human trafficking, um, a lot of heavy, heavy material. Um, I think that's when I realized how big of a sacrifice um, our parents and our grandparents had to actually come all this way and give us For sure. everything that they never, never had. had. They never had and so personally I felt like it was like my personal responsibility to keep that culture alive because they came so far and um, I wanted to really honor that and so mm -hmm. that made me really proud to be Vietnamese because and it wasn't just my parents like I I think I have a limited perspective like your parents or like your families um, probably have millions of different versions of stories of coming here 
I don't know, I just, I felt so much like pride in wanting to honor all those stories and mm. wanting to continue that. And so that's, yeah, without that internship, I don't think I'd be here today uh, being so proud and being so willing to like give back. Oh, that's really big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely my story is nothing as big as what you guys talked about. Um, something really that's small. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's the little things that spark it, right? It, um, honestly, for me, it was the Ignite Culture Show when I first joined VSA in first mm -hmm. year. Um, it was my first time going to any Vietnamese-related show ever and being able to act in it and like, invoke or include Vietnamese culture, Vietnamese language was really new to me. Um, and seeing that other schools, like other Vietnamese Canadian youth, were also doing the same thing. Um, I don't know, it was just like that was like really inspiring to me to see so many people love the Vietnamese culture so much that they get, they get so much time doing it um, because we practice for months on end for many hours um, and you don't just do those things because you have to you do it because you're passionate about it um, and then that kind of led me to being um, co-cultural chair uh, of culture and heritage at uh, my local VSA mm -hmm. and it's kind of like from there and then on like I want to do more and more for the Vietnamese culture and yeah, so it's just a small thing, but I'm still here, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, that's great. Ignite was like, would have been my second choice, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, to, it's something different, because the Ignite show is like, you're, I guess, competing against other schools, but also like working in collaboration to make a successful show. And there's something about just, like, people applauding and yeah. like, actually... Like appreciating, yeah, appreciating your effort and your perspective on the yeah. culture. Mm -hmm. um, because people who do come out are typically parents. Um, yeah. yeah, they're older and they're, they're watching these younger kids. <laughs> and I feel like just like working on the team and like performing as well, like it's great to see the team progress and the teamwork that goes into it because not everyone particip that participates in Ignite is like someone who knows a lot about Vietnamese culture. There's a lot of people who like you know, for example, live in Alberta where there's like not many Vietnamese people. Right, They've never right. encountered another Vietnamese person in their life. They like don't eat Vietnamese food. They don't know Vietnamese. Like, or some people who like they aren't even Vietnamese. They participate in the show, right? So it's just so great to see like how much people kind of like develop. Um, I see. I find that so interesting because just reflecting back on like when we first started and then when we perform on that like, final stage, it's just a lot of like blood, sweat, and tears, but at the same time, like so much passion. Um, that you see within the students or within the youth. Yeah, the people, like this, the VSAs are definitely very passionate about Ignite. <laughs> um, yeah, and even though yeah we are competing, it's about coming together too. I think like, like that's a big thing at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's just so inspiring to see like different people coming together. Everyone has like their own life story, their own yeah. meaning of what it means to be Vietnamese, Vietnamese Canadian, yeah. and them all coming together into like one diverse, coherent, um, Force, even as UVSA Ontario, right, yeah. as one of our pillars is like unity, I think, um, yeah, it's so inspiring to see that. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for listening, guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed our jazz time with UVSA Ontario. Um, if you have any questions that you would like us to answer, um, please contact us and we would be happy to take a look. But otherwise, um, thank you for being here and we'll see you next time on jazz time with UVSA Ontario. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>